Hello, and welcome to Auntie Sandy's Storyland. Please join us at our new home on the Lotus Prison Network at patreon.com. Our story for today is Hansel and Gretel by Cynthia Ryland. It has been said that guardian spirits watch over and protect small children, and that may be so, but there are also stories of children who find the courage to protect themselves, such as the story of Hansel and Gretel. Inside a stone cottage in a green forest, a young brother and young sister, Hansel and Gretel, lived with their father and their stepmother. Their real mother had died. The family was very poor, for the father had been ill and unable to work for their bread. They were down to their last loaf. The new wife was very bitter about this. She had expected to be taken care of, and now here she was, nearly starving. She decided to blame the children. She said to her husband late one night, We cannot feed ourselves and feed your children at the same time. Because of them, we are starving. Your children eat too much anyway. We must be rid of them. The father was distressed. They mean no harm, he said. They are but children. Children or not, they are eating our bread, said the wife. They have to go. There are many forms of wickedness in the world. Sometimes it's easy to recognize who is evil. Sometimes it is not easy at all. Wickedness can wear a smile just as goodness can. Hansel and Gretel would soon learn this hard lesson. Late the next evening, the children could not sleep, and they overheard their stepmother plotting to be rid of them. We will take them deep into the forest and leave them there, the stepmother said. They will never find their way back home, and what is ours will be ours alone. The father was a weak man. He had been so sad since the children's mother had died that all his courage was gone. He agreed to do what his selfish wife told him to do, for he had no fight left in him. In her little bed, Gretel began to cry softly. Oh, brother, she whispered to Hansel, we are to die. Hansel, however, was not afraid. He possessed the courage his father lacked and would do whatever was necessary to protect his sister. Don't worry, Gretel, whispered Hansel. You will not die. Trust me. When Gretel had finally cried herself to sleep and the house was still, Hansel crept outside under the light of a full moon. He filled his pockets with small white pebbles from a pathway near the door. The next day, the children's father and stepmother dressed the children for a walk. We will go together into the forest and find some flowers, the stepmother said with a smile. As they went further and further away from their cottage, every so often Hansel bent down as though to look at a leaf. What he was really doing, however, was dropping small white pebbles. When they finally reached the deep part of the forest, the father and stepmother told the children to sit under a tree and to wait for them. We will find some good berries for you to eat, the stepmother said with a smile. The children waited all night. By morning they were waiting still. It is time to go home, said Hansel, and they followed the trail of small white pebbles all the way back home. Their father was happy to see them. Their stepmother pretended to be. 
That night, the children again overheard their stepmother plotting to be rid of them. Tomorrow we will take them so deep into the forest, they will never come home again, she said. And again, Hansel waited until everyone was asleep so he might gather the small white pebbles that would lead them home. But this night, the door had been barred, and Hansel could not get out, so he carefully cut away a piece of the last loaf of bread and put it in his pocket. The next day, the children were again dressed to go into the forest. We will look at the birds, said the stepmother with a smile. As they walked deeper and deeper into the dark forest, Hansel stopped now and then, as though inspecting some small thing. In fact, he was dropping crumbs of bread from his pocket. The father and stepmother again told the children to wait under a tree, promising this time certainly to return with berries. The children waited all night. By morning they were waiting still. It is time to go home, said Hansel. But a most terrible thing had happened. As the children slept, the little mice of the forest had eaten every crumb of bread Hansel had dropped. The children were now completely alone, completely lost. Gretel began to cry softly. We will be all right, Gretel, said Hansel. Take courage. They began to walk, hoping to find help. After some time, and suffering so with hunger, the children came upon a little white house in the forest, surrounded by beautiful flowers. It was so pretty, it looked good enough to eat. In fact, it was good enough to eat. The children discovered that the house was made of cake and sugar, and they set right to nibbling on it. Hansel pulled off a bit of shutter and put it in his mouth, and Gretel tasted the window boxes. Suddenly a voice called out from within the house, Children dear, children fair, I love children everywhere. And the door opened, and there stood an old woman wearing a smile. She welcomed Hansel and Gretel into her home, and she fed them warm food and put them to bed under an eider down. The children were so very grateful. But once they were asleep, the old woman picked them up and put them in cages behind the house. When Hansel and Gretel awoke in the morning and realized what had happened, they knew that the old woman was actually a witch. Her smile was gone. The witch liked to eat little children, but she liked them plump and juicy, and Hansel and Gretel were much too thin. She would first have to fatten them up. She made Gretel help her with the cooking and left Hansel in his cage. She planned to eat Hansel first. Each day the witch checked on his plumpness. Stick out your finger so I may see how fat you are, the witch told Hansel. Hansel was not only a brave child, he was a smart child. He had noticed the witch's failing eyesight. So each day, instead of putting his finger between the bars of the cage, he stuck out a chicken bone. Too skinny, shouted the witch, and she ordered Gretel to cook more food. This went on for many days, and for many days the witch thought Hansel had not gotten any plumper. The witch finally exploded with impatience. I'll eat him anyway, she screamed at Gretel, and then I'll eat you. The witch ordered Gretel to build a fire in the great stone oven. Crying softly, Gretel did as she was told. But as she worked, she remembered what her brother Hansel had always told her. Take courage, Gretel. Gretel made the fire hot and roaring. When the fire was hot enough for roasting, the witch said, 
Crawl in, little girl. See if the oven is ready. The witch was now secretly planning to roast Gretel first, since Gretel herself had plumped up nicely. Once the girl was inside the oven, the witch was going to shut the door. Gretel, however, happened to be as smart as her brother. She looked at the open oven. I'm not sure I can get in, said Gretel. I believe it's too small for anyone to fit in there. Silly goose, said the witch. It's big enough. Look, even I can fit. And the witch thrust her head inside the oven door. In that instant, Gretel, strong from all her hard work, pushed with all her might and pushed that witch right into the oven. The little girl slammed the iron door shut. We are saved, Gretel shouted, and she ran to release her brother, and they cried happy tears for being alive. Then the children filled their pockets with bits of food and some pieces of gold from the witch's treasure box and set out to somehow find their way back home. Perhaps this is when guardian spirits finally intervene, when small children have already been so brave. For when Hansel and Gretel came to a river, a large white swan was waiting there for them. They crossed the river on its back, and when they were again on land, they knew they were very close to home. Running as fast as they could, they called out for their father, who heard them and came running toward them. He picked them up in his arms and held them and cried a thousand tears for their safe return. The children's stepmother had died from eating a poisonous mushroom and, finally released from her spell, their father, too, had nearly died from the shame of having abandoned his children. But now joy and forgiveness were everywhere. The family had enough pieces of gold to buy five hundred loaves of bread. They would have enough food for the remainder of their days. Love would take care of the rest. That is the end of our story for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Join our exclusive Storyland membership on the Lotus Prison Network to get special appreciation bonuses and rewards as a valued member of our listener team. To join our membership, go to patreon.com forward slash the Lotus Prison Network. For those who like the book we read today and would like to purchase it, please click the link in the description. Follow our Facebook page so you can find us on all your favorite social media and share with your family and friends. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next time on Auntie Sandy's Storyland.